You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. This is episode 30 of the Today I Found Out Daily Knowledge podcast with me, Simon Whistler. And in this episode, you're going to learn about the greatest practical joke that was played in the 19th century. This immense practical joke came to be just because two notable London residents at the time decided to make a bet. To get more great content just like this, head on over to spokenmatter.com forward slash today I found out, where you'll find our brand new five-hour-long audiobook for just $5. And if that's not enough listening for you, Audible are the leading audiobook provider in the world with over 100,000 titles to choose from. Grab a free audiobook on us if you sign up today by going to todayifoundout.com forward slash audible. Let's get started with today's show. The year was 1809. Famed English author Theodore Hook made a bet with one of his close friends, the noted architect and writer Samuel Beasley, that within one week he could make any house in London the most talked-about place in the city. The house he ended up choosing was the home of the widow Mrs. Tottingham on 54 Berners Street, London, which was the same street that Earl Stanhope and the Bishop of Carlisle and of Chester, among other wealthy and well-to-do individuals, lived on at the time. It isn't known why Hook chose Mrs. Tottingham's home, as no connection between the two is known, and Hook himself never explained his selection. It's entirely possible that it just happened to be a location where the home across the street could be rented, and was also in a fairly well-to-do part of town, which would help assure Hook's plan would work. Whatever the case, the events began on November the 27th. Hook and Beasley positioned themselves in the home across the street, and around 5am, the fun began. First, a chimney sweep arrived. The problem was that Mrs. Tottingham hadn't requested the services of a sweep. Within a few minutes, twelve more sweeps arrived. They, too, were also turned away. Next, coal delivery workers began showing up with several large carts packed with coal to be delivered to Mrs. Tottingham. They were turned away. Following this, a cartload of furniture arrived. Then, workers showed up bearing a coffin for Mrs. Tottingham. Next came several cake makers attempting to deliver very large custom-made wedding cakes. Then several other chefs arrived attempting to deliver a total of around 2,500 raspberry tarts. After that, several doctors, lawyers, gardeners, fishmongers, dentists, grocers, priests, couchmakers, carpet manufacturers, wig makers, coachmakers, curiosity dealers, opticians, brewers, and shoemakers, among others, arrived. They all came offering their services or bringing very large orders of their wares that were to be delivered to Mrs. Tottingham's address at various times throughout that day. At one point, over one dozen pianos were delivered to her doorstep. After that, six men carrying a huge chamber organ showed up. Eventually, the dignitaries arrived, including the Governor of the Bank of England, the Duke of York, the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Mayor of London, the Lord Chief Justice, several cabinet ministers, and the Chairman of the East India Company. Throughout the entire day, various parties and delivery people crowded the area outside of 54 Berners Street. By midday, the streets in that area of London became so crowded that the roads were jammed for several blocks in every direction with delivery people and onlookers. All the while, Hook and Beasley sat and watched the chaos from across the street. Hook's part in the madness that did indeed become the talk of London was not known until much later, when he eventually confessed it. He did it all by sending around 4,000 letters out to various entities in London, ordering various items from the simple to the outlandish. He also wrote several notable individuals like the Mayor of London and the like, creating tales sufficient to get those people to come and call on Mrs. Tottingham on that day. 
What was written in most of the letters to convince these people to come isn't known. One of the few that is known is the letter to the Mayor of London. Once he realized that everyone there was the victim of an elaborate practical joke, he went to the police station. At the police station, the mayor stated that he had received a letter supposedly from Mrs. Tottingham, explaining that she was at death's door and she requested that the mayor call upon her home to bear witness to a disposition which she would give under oath. After the hoax was revealed, the mayor sent officers out to attempt to instill some order in the chaos in the streets, including attempting to calm the crowds who were reportedly on the brink of rioting with the streets jammed with angry travelers and hundreds of merchants who were infuriated that Mrs. Tottingham would not pay for the often massive orders of their wares they had come to deliver. Some of these products were also completely destroyed by the crowds in the attempted delivery. Along with the damaged goods, several fights broke out throughout the day within the pressing masses. Once the crowds were dissipated late in the evening, Hook and Beasley emerged from the house across the street and went home. For successfully making the home the talk of London within a week of the bet, Hook reportedly received a guinea from Beasley. You just listened to the Today I Found Out daily podcast. This podcast is brought to you by todayifoundout.com and is produced by SpokenMatter.com. Thanks for listening.